Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to our update on all things clinical for the SLP program at Salus University. I'm Taylor Evans. I'm the office manager for the Speech Language Institute, the on-campus clinic for our first-year graduate students. I've been with the program since the clinic opened in July of 2015. Joining me today is Bob Sirianni and Kara Mahare. Well, thank you, Taylor. Hello, everyone. I'm Kara Mahare. I'm the Director of Clinical Education here, and my role is to oversee our on-campus clinic, the Speech-Language Institute. Um, I also teach the clinical practicum classes for first-year students um, where their, the clinical classroom experience goes along with their experience in the SLI. And I'm Bob Siriani. I'm the proud chair and program director here in the department. Um, my role is to not only um, oversee the department uh, clinic, the post baccalaureate program, as well as the master's program, but I do have the pleasure of teaching a few of the classes. Uh, every once in a while, I pop my head in and I will supervise in the clinic. Um, but really, uh, my joy is that I get to work with folks like Taylor and Kara every day who um, really do a great job of making sure the mission and vision of the department comes to life in, in this case, all the things about our clinic. Well, thanks, Bob. We love having you as our leader. <laughs> so this past semester, we've been really busy over in SLI. Um, we saw over 700 individual therapy appointments uh, for our first year graduate students. So they start seeing clients their first week of the semester, um, and begin to pick up clients throughout the semester uh, and work with them on a weekly basis. At the end of the semester, we polled our clients and we have maintained a 99% satisfaction rating um, almost since the clinic has opened. So not all, only are our students gaining great experiences in the clinic, but we're really doing a great service to our clients in the community that they are um, very satisfied with the services that they're receiving here. In addition to our individual appointments, we offer also offer group appointments in the clinic and also off-site opportunities for group therapy in the community. Kara, would you like to speak about the groups in the clinic? Sure. So um, we have a bunch of opportunities, both on campus and off campus, as um, your first year experience in the Speech Language Institute. So. Um, Geez, where do I start? Because there's a lot to talk about. Um, we've started some new groups over the last two semesters, which have been great. We've started an early explorers group, which is for preschool children, which is a neurodiverse affirming friends group um, for children that are diagnosed with autism. Just this past semester, we started a really new, exciting group at um, an adult day program. And this group um, focuses on both um, improving cognition as well as um, implementing uh, uh, dysphagia program that has been established by a licensed SLP. So our students, um, have the opportunity to feed 
residents as well as follow through with established strategies and guidelines that was established from uh, a speech pathologist working with the client. Um, our students are able to assist the residents in oral care after their meals. And they've also been able to um, work with the staff at the uh, at the day program to provide education on dysphagia, safe swallow strategies, and aspiration precautions. Um, and this has been a really new and different um, off-campus opportunity for our students. So we also support um, numerous off-campus events uh, during the semester as well. Uh, last semester, our students participated in the apraxia walk held by apraxia kids. Um, the ability, all abilities ramble by the Philly goat project and the aphasia resource conference. We've also been lucky enough to receive the Eagles autism grant this year. Um, and that has been really exciting because we have been able to attend a lot of their events to, you know, spread the word about our clinic within the community. But we were also able to obtain a new fleet of iPads um, for use for speech therapy in the clinic. Um, we have been able to purchase additional apps for the use of AAC, augmentative and alternative communication. And we've also um, been able to gift families in need of AAC devices. So the grant has allowed us to support families um, be able to have a device at home, um, which has been um, really, really great. I was also really excited to see groups like our um, aphasia support group branch out to do things like a book club as well as poetry over the last few semesters. So that um, not only are our uh, clients getting the therapy and support that they need to continue making gains in their communication, but students really get to see speech therapy exist outside of the traditional intervention space. So um, working with the groups allows them to see the dynamic and the various communication uh, strategies and, and difficulties all sort of at the same time. So that that jumble really gets them to, uh, I think, better connect with the course material um, as they're learning the, the different disorder areas in, in classroom spaces. And speaking of materials, we have so many uh, different materials for our students and uh, clinical educators to util utilize while they're in the clinic here. Um, Bob, would you like to describe some of the materials that we have? I, I would. I think that that's sort of my um, joy is when the Amazon box shows up in my office and we get to open it. <laughs> Your joy and my uh, organizational <laughs> terror. <laughs> Um, we do have what we thought was a really large space when we built the clinic out of 2,000 square feet. But then when you begin to collect all of the really necessary things that you need to be successful in providing intervention and assessment um, opportunities for students, that space gets really small really fast. So um, we won't, we won't um, 
tell Taylor where we hide the extra <laughs> boxes that come in. Um, but we've really um, been um, fortunate through some grant work, like with the Eagles Autism Foundation, uh, as well as I internal um, purchases that the university supports to expand some of the technologies and materials that we have. Um, we are uh, currently um, waiting for a new mobiles mobile fees unit that fees is the endoscopic swallowing assessment that speech pathologists do to um, uh, to really inform their dysphagia care and we really hope that that technology is easier for us to move around campus um, outside of the speech and voice lab that we have in SLI, uh, as well as off campus and potentially using it in the mobile health unit that the university has. Um, we've also been the recipient of ultrasound equipment that we'll be using for both uh, swallowing and speech services. Uh, and probably my favorite purchase was the, um, the feeding chair that we got. Uh, and not necessarily the chair itself, but it came all disassembled and I got to put on my Home Depot hat and uh, really build um, the 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 seating system that we use with our infants and toddlers that that come in for uh, feeding and swallowing services. And that's on top of like the really interesting um, sensory materials that we're putting together to really build um, outfit one of our um, clinic rooms to be more sensory friendly for our individuals that have autism. Uh, in addition to expanding our assessment materials, including some new Spanish focused um, uh, SLP assessments. So I, I think that these tools are not only state of the art so that our, our students are using the latest and greatest, but it's also really helping the community that we serve, uh, making sure that we're able to um, uh, appropriately provide care to individuals that may not have the opportunity to have speech pathology services because of cost or location. I love when we bring um, externship supervisors through the clinic or speech pathologists in the area and they see our assessment closet and go, whoa, that <laughs> is amazing. So we really do have everything for our students to get their hands on and really learn. Um, and we get to stay on the forefront of care because we have the latest and greatest in the clinic. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about the great materials we have, but materials don't mean much if, if you don't have great students and great clinical educators to use them. And um, one of the nice things about the SLI is we do have um, a, a close to 20 different clinical educators of just, you know, a wide variety of expertise. Um, whether the expertise is AAC or swallow uh, dysphagia and swallowing, or um, you know childhood apraxia of speech, brain injury, um, so we have this great pool of clinical educators and faculty that really have expertise in every area. So um, we're just able to really. Um, you know, treat a wide variety of clients and give our students uh, an incredible experience as well. And and I think Taylor, you touched on it in the beginning of of your talk. 
uh, we really expose our students from the start of their program with clinical care. I, I think it's really important to point out that SALIS is different than other programs that start didactically and then begin to introduce uh, clinical rotations later in programs. Um, we are really assertive with getting our students in the clinic and in front of clients so that they can see those those lectures that our faculty are giving that the guest speakers are presenting on and watch it come to life in the care of the the clients and patients and students that we serve in our communities. So that early clinical exposure takes the theory right into practice. And my, um, my that's probably my most favorite thing of this program is that we really do get the students involved in clinical care so quickly so that they get to learn the craft of speech pathology, uh, really becoming professionals right here on campus. I've really enjoyed the opportunity teaching the clinical practicum classes and really helping to bridge that gap between didactic learning and clinical learning. Um, you know, in, in class, you don't just learn about things. Once you learn about them, you can have the opportunity to implement them in clinic, whether that is, you know, conducting a pediatric or adult speech and language or cognitive screen, a hearing screening, completing an oral motor exam. Um, we've really been able to implement a lot of assignments in class that then students have the opportunity to carry over in the clinic, which is just really one more opportunity for hands-on learning, um, which our students report as, as their uh, best way of learning. So that has been really great. And touching upon that, it also works in the opposite way. We have a uh, video system in our clinic where all of our client sessions are recorded and our faculty are able to go in and take snippets of the therapy sessions and evaluation sessions and show them as part of their lectures in class. So it's a really great real life example of what they're learning in class as well. So. At this time, I wanted to ask both of you, what's on the horizon for uh, the speech program and the clinic? Um, well, uh, as many of you probably know, we've started a post-baccalaureate program. And as part of that, um, the students in the program who choose the SLPA path, that's the practitioner speech language pathology assistant, um, we've begun to train SLPAs right here on campus. So the uh, master's students have the clinic for the majority of the week, um, but on those downtimes, the SLPA students are in the clinic learning how they can support speech language pathologists uh, as they become uh, practitioners themselves. Uh, one of the things that I really have enjoyed as part of growing the department is moving the students to different areas um, to learn about the profession of speech pathology. Uh, we do that here as part of the program where we have students both on and off campus providing care, um, but we, we took it basically to the next level and have um, partnered with a company called Therapy Abroad and pretty much every year, 
uh, we design an international trip so that students can provide care in an area of the world um, that doesn't necessarily have access to speech pathology services. Um, we've gone to places like Turks and Caicos and Belize. We've had trips to the Dominican Republic. And our next one, which is slated in August, will be to uh, Dominica. It's a small Caribbean island that does not have any current speech pathology services available. We also like to bring the globe to us. Um, and we've had students who are learning to become speech pathologists from a small medical university in Taiwan join us each summer for the last uh, two or three summers, two summers. Um, and we do expect our students from CMSU to join us again this coming summer. So they're engaged in both uh, clinical learning and classroom learning for about a month here on campus and get to engage with the faculty and the staff and the students that, that really exchange ideas about what does care look in other parts of the world. I could talk a little bit about some things on the horizon in the clinic. One of the things I enjoy most about working here is the opportunity to grow our program. And almost every semester, I feel like we're adding new programming, improving things. We take a lot of feedback from students, um, and we've learned that students are really more interested in pediatric feeding, and they'd like more opportunities with that. So we are looking to bring on more clients in the clinic um, for pediatric feeding. Um, we're also looking at different um, uh, places we can partner with that we could offer some feeding groups um, to preschool students, maybe introducing them to different foods in a social environment, a social manner. Um, and one other thing we've just started recently that we're hoping to continue is providing our clinical educators with um, ongoing clinical education um, in the area, specifically in supervision, um, because we're really invested in, in keeping our clinical educators up to date on supervision practices, but um, also helping them to continue to grow in the area of clinical supervision. So we are serving our, our students well. We definitely are. And, you know, I really love seeing the students become professionals throughout the program as they start in their first semester uh, and they're just learning their skills. Um, you can tell they're a little bit nervous sometimes, but by summer semester, they've got it. And we are so proud of them. And I, um, you know, I every class, I feel like it's so rewarding for me by the summertime seeing them become um, proficient and ready to go out on their externships and they're not nervous, they are ready to go and they're well prepared. So that's one of my favorite um, times of the year at the end of the summer semester when everyone is ready to go. That reminds me of, of one um, assignment I added in my clinical practicum class, and I always enjoy this part because I enjoy reading it and learning, but um, at the end of their first year in the Speech Language Institute, so summer semester, I have them write a letter to a new graduate student. So when our new cohort starts, um, they can share a letter with a new student, giving them all of their best advice they've learned. 
Um, and I always really enjoy reading it because it gives me really good insight as to, you know, all of the personal and clinical growth that has happened for them within this short amount of time. And they are excited to kind of pay it forward and pay back um, to the next cohort that's going to be starting in the fall. Um, and I also love watching the students in the fall receive those letters, really excited and sharing all of the information they learn uh, with their cohort colleagues as well. We really hope that our stories today have inspired you to think about Salus's SLP program. Um, maybe you're listening and this has brought you down memory lane because you're an alumni and you're really excited to sort of hear how the program has grown. Um, I think our stories and examples really highlight some of the the many strengths that the faculty, staff, and students uh, have in combination, in collaboration, to really make the Department of Speech Pathology uh, a strong force in the field of SLP. Um, please uh, find more information on our website about the clinic, about the program. Uh, the website is www.salus, that's S-A-L-U-S dot E-D-U. And if you use that little search bar and type in speech language pathology, you're going to see information about how to apply to the program, what our courses look like. Um, if you're interested in the post-bac program, you'll see links there. And it'll also move you into our clinical website, which shows you the variety of services that we um, provide. And we'd be remiss without sort of adding in that you can also follow us on Instagram at, at Salus SLP, that's S-A-L-U-S-S-L-P, um, to, to see the, the comings and goings of the faculty, staff, and students um, doing stuff both in and outside of the program. It, it, it really does show a lot of the personality that you have the opportunity to engage with here on campus. All right, everybody, have a great day, and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon.